Dookly do. Ockley dockley do. I'd rather drink a beer than when father of the year, but we're happy just the way we are. They're not perfect, but the Lord says love thy neighbour. Shut up, Flanders. Ugly dugly do. Do you know where that's from? Simpsons. Yeah. Oh, of course. Of course. Of, <laughs> of course. Ugh. I like the Simpsons more than you. I'm going to get a Simpsons <laughs> tattoo and I'm a colonizer supporter. Ugh. <laughs> hate him so much. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> You're listening to Just a Girl Podcast, a podcast where we discuss everything and anything music industry and intersectional feminism related. I'm Natalie. I'm Katie. And this is episode 51? Yeah, but why? <laughs> Did I do that in the last episode? And this is episode. No, because I couldn't get to the end of it. Oh, okay, <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> Every rule book is closed. Have we, have we started recording? Yeah. Oh. Recording. Every um every rule is out out the window. I love it. Welcome Chaos. to Just a Rebel Podcast. Oh my good god. Rebel scum. Oh. How are you? Yeah, good. Are you? Good. Good. So basically, this episode is called Internalised Misogyny or Valid Hate. <laughs> and basically what we're going to do is talk about women in music for me anyway, that I don't like, that we don't like. We like, we dislike different people. And Katie's going to challenge me and find out whether it's valid or whether my hatred is internalised misogyny and vice versa. I'm going to try and challenge Katie. So. Perfect. (laughs) Let's begin. (laughs) Let's begin. I would like to start. Okay. By reminding people of some classics that it's like almost cool to hate because I think there is a trend within particularly pop music where people just don't like certain female pop stars and I don't know whether it's because it's I've got lots of thoughts about it Mm -hmm. but I think the really obvious ones are people like Megan Trainor yes Jess Glynn uh huh Katy Perry yeah um (laughs) is Katy Perry a widely disliked person i have seen some backlash about her online but i think it's more about her appearance i guess on it's american idol oh i didn't know she was a judge yeah where people basically say she's like rude and she's untalented (laughs) but how many untalented male musicians are there oh my god so true and you're not sharing the same hate for them exactly you know what i actually used to hate katie perry and then you watched The Dark, wasn't it? Yes, mm. exactly. I've already said that to you before. We, th- we spoke about it before. We've spoken about this exact thing before, but not done an episode about it. Oh my God, fair enough. Where I think we spoke about Katy Perry in the episode about on PC lyrics, because she's got that song, You're So Gay. Oh yeah. So I think, yeah, some of it's justified, some of it's not. Um, Mine was internalised misogyny for Katie, though, because the reason I didn't like her was, do you remember there was a clip, a bit like Halsey, you know when Halsey sings Blink-182 and it's really awful? Mm-hmm. It was a bit like that when I saw um, Katy Perry, a clip of Katy Perry live, and she was awful, and I was like, oh my gosh, she's shit. But like we just said, I didn't share the same hate level of disdain for any male artist, and now I realised all the hard work she actually puts in, and she's banging performer. Yeah, it's... um. 
Very frustrating. Before we go into the... <laughs> it was just me putting in the work. <laughs> Before we go into the depths of people that we dislike and try and analyse them, I want to go back to the classics yes. of people hating Megan, and Jess. Why do you think people dislike them? So I have some theories about this. Okay. I think the default of everything is male, right? Yeah. So when people want to be androgynous... The neutral, the thing that is viewed as neutral is still more masculine than mm. feminine. And feminine will never be the default. It will never be the, the neutral option. It will always be seen as more of a thing than masculinity, which can be a bit more, uh, I don't know, neutral, I guess. But I think the combination of pop, which is seen as like mainstream and obvious and easy, oh. mixed with women. Because I can't think of any in other genres that are like widely disliked and we'll come on to that mm. but I think just the combination of like girly and pop are seen by certain people as basic yeah and am I easy to do like I feel like yeah I completely I completely agree with you but I don't I still don't think that explains the specific disdain towards Jess Glynn and Megan Trainer. I see it more as in not that I understand it but I see more hatred towards Jess Glynn and more tweets tweet jokes about Jess Glynn than I do Megan but I just mm. don't understand why because she's a banging singer like no doubt great, great voice but is it because she's appearing everywhere is it maybe just internalized misogyny is it because she's more of a feature artist than a solo artist this is Jess Glynn specifically yeah, I don't yeah. even I don't I don't really have any thoughts about Megan so I can't really comment unless Jess has done something wrong that we don't know about I feel like one of us would know I know what it is what do you remember when she went to that was it her she went to that restaurant the like quite <gasps> fancy restaurant yes and she was wearing trainers and they were like you can't come in if you're wearing trainers and she kicked a huge fuss at being like do you know I don't know if she was like do you know who I am but she was like why the fuck blah 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 all this kind of stuff oh, they was yeah. yeah and I feel like that either spurred it or started it it was definitely a catalyst yeah. if it didn't start it but she also like when I think of Jess Glynn I think of that Hold My Hand song which is on all the holiday adverts oh. and people hate that oh my god yes that's so true I'm ready for this that tune it is a, it's a great yeah. song yeah but yeah you're right she's a great singer she makes some bangers I think that incident might have been some Megan Trainer. I've seen a lot of hate about recently because of that. Oh, I can wear my good song. I can wear my Louis Vuitton. Yeah. Oh my god, eight out of ten singing from yeah. And I think initially this might be a reach, but she was sharing body positivity. She wasn't like super skinny. She was still like perceived mm. as like. Ugh, bigger than she was because she wasn't like tiny mm. she set a lot of standards about men being mm. like if you want to shag me call me your girlfriend which mm. you know it doesn't apply to everybody but that, yeah. that's her standards and what her future husband wanted to do and then she was sharing like I've got a big ass and I'm happy about that yeah. I feel like the messages that she was sharing were quite old-fashioned feminism oh. like Put like the kind of sex positivity wasn't really there because it was like if we're sleeping together or if you want to sleep with me we have to put a label on this that's yeah. on title oh, right. so just showing boundaries it sounds like well I, I see it as that I see it as having standards and setting boundaries and everybody's got different ones like casual mm. sex is totally acceptable yeah. and works for some people obviously doesn't work for her so she's going to write no. a song about it 
But two very good points here that you've made is the Jess Glynn Hold My Hand song. I think it's so overplayed. Mm. And the fact that it's a woman artist and the fact that it's a pop song is is what makes people hate her because there are other overplayed songs like Harry Styles. People don't hate Harry Styles anywhere near as much as they do Jessica, even though that song is arguably as overplayed, is also in the adverts. Yeah, and I think the only male equivalent I've seen, or even close, is people disliking George Ezra because of his song Green Green Grass and Shotgun are super overplayed but he's also got a predominantly female fan base Mm -hmm. coincidence (laughs) (laughs) it always comes down to the misogyny and it might be um, is it confirmation bias because I might be more in tune to it because obviously I went to school with him if no one knew Uh, so I will notice people being mean about him yeah I'm like, yeah oh, he's a really nice guy yeah um so maybe i'm just a bit more in tune to hate against interesting him. but i feel like for harmless reasons like having an overplayed song being a pop singer aren't really valid reasons to hate somebody oh to god definitely the most that you can say is like it's not for me no 100 you don't need to be a dick to them definitely and your other point about megan's white feminism mm. or version of feminism is i think people probably feel attacked somewhat because we have gone we have come so far not so far just we have come further with feminism that you know women should feel empowered and blah 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 and you know like you said if they want to have casual sex they can but what Megan is perpetuating is the opposite of that and people can do whatever the fuck they want like that's part of the beauty of feminism is that we have the choice to or should have the choice to but I think people perhaps don't think that some choices or they see their choices better than other choices Mm -hmm. and i think that not all men but a certain type of people or men have a problem with somebody who they don't view as attractive oh my god having mainstream success and writing about their standards because oh so true they're just bothered by it they're like well i wouldn't shag her why is she writing a song about being shagged oh because someone is lucky to shag her actually yeah Yeah. um which which is she's getting shagged which is more i can say for them probably get your little shag i know um but then what surprises me is somebody like adele who is really overplayed especially back in the day Mm. has never had any negativity to the extent that Megan Trainor, Jess Glynn, Taylor Swift has had. And I wonder whether that's because she's super likeable. She's really relatable. She's grounded. She yes. did culturally appropriate a oh, while ago, she? but people forgave her. She um, put, she had cornrows and then she wore oh. a, I think it was a Nigerian flag. Oh, but it was St. Paul's Carnival. And um. she, I feel like she does appreciate mm, that culture yeah again i can't comment on it but did she apologize can't remember mm, fair. um but i feel like there's something more appealing about adele whether it's because she's less sort of upbeat in her music it's more skillful as people would say because yes. she's got a raw voice and it's and it's less upbeat yeah and again there's always a possibility that we're overthinking this but I don't think we are. No. I think that's a really good point, though, is that I think Adele, definitely the likability, but also, I guess, in terms of thematically, her songs perhaps just have a bit more meaning or a bit more relatable than Megan Trainers. like, I don't want to sleep around. I think they're also just less produced and more yeah timeless yeah Adele will always be a good singer whereas yeah. because Megan Trainor and Jess Glynn are working towards the current mainstream 
maybe not Jessalyn so much at the moment. I know she's a bit old, mm. but I think, yeah, maybe it's a timeless. Anyway, tell me some people that you don't like. Right, I'm going to go in with my first one because the others are more like I have overcome the internalised misogyny. Okay, I think... I have overcome the person you're about to say, but I'm intrigued to hear okay. all of your thoughts before I chime in. I've honestly written a whole page of notes, so it's a it's a journey. Okay, please go. No one come at me, please, because I think it's valid hate. I think it's now valid hate. Okay. So, unsurprisingly, and sorry in particular, Liv Dave, but Taylor Swift is the artist that I just can't stand. Now, here's my journey. Are we ready, everybody? Yes, I'm excited. (laughs) So I do admit that it was initially internalised misogyny. And the reason I didn't like her before was what everyone was saying back on the Tumblr days, which was like, oh my God, she's always got a new boyfriend. Why is she always blah, blah, blah. And I think the way that I saw it was that like, Taylor, why can't you just be on your own? You don't need to be with another man, blah, Mm. blah, blah. And I think, I think deep down as well, I probably was just like, oh, slag, you know? <laughs> I was, what, 16 yeah, yeah, years yeah. old, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. However, once I recognised that, I didn't have any strong opinions of her. I was just like, yeah, she makes banging tunes, obviously. But aside from the bangers, like, her music just doesn't do it for me. I've really tried. Yeah. I've listened to the albums, especially the new stuff, because it is supposed to be more, like, musically technical. But despite despite it I just think every genre she's tried to explore she misses and even though I admire the way that she's gone from country singer to pop artist to folk artist I'm now lo-fi artist I'm like but but there are other artists doing these genres better mm. and I, I just don't think that it's as good as the world makes it out to be but I'm like whatever don't care like it's Taylor Swift people like Taylor Swift just let people like things okay this is only point two. <laughs> <laughs> then I saw that she had a documentary on Netflix and I was like, oh, perfect opportunity. Like, just like Katy Perry, yeah. perfect opportunity for my opinion to change. I want to see her struggle. I want to see her overcome things. I really want to respect her. And it just didn't happen. I don't know if you've watched the documentary. I haven't, no. I'm scared though. Cause... It's dull as fuck. Oh, I'm just like, oh my God, you sorry. are so... Like loads of people are, but you're just so privileged. And like, that's fine. Nothing wrong with privilege, but... There's just no story. There's no narrative. There's no like problem and then resolution. There's is just and I'm like, wow, my opinion has not changed, and I'm quite disappointed. Yeah. And then <laughs> what really pissed me off, and then it just kept going and going and going, and now I'm like, you know, what? I actually don't like Taylor Swift. Is this private jet stuff? Okay. Fair. I find it and hypocritical is a bit strong, but I find it hypocritical that she preaches about veganism, preaches about climate change, and then has her own private jet and is flying from A to B, doing like a nine minute journey on her private jet. Yeah. And I had this conversation with Leonie because Leonie is a Swifty and Leonie was like, yeah, but you know, as a musician, you have a really busy schedule, blah, blah, blah. Yes, but not all artists have their own private jet and are doing Mm -hmm. that, you know? And if you really care that much about climate change in particular, you should know that transport, particularly planes, are one of the biggest contributors to greenhouse gas emissions. So why are you contributing to the problem? And she apologised, but she was like, oh, I'm sorry, blah, blah, blah. But also, it's not just me on these flights. I'm loaning my plane out. Well, yes, but now you're like complicit in the addition to greenhouse gases. Yeah. Like, just because you don't fly on it all. The t- in fact, like if you owned it and then only flew it yourself, but only a few times, I'd That's be a bit better. more forgiving. Mm. But you're, you're enabling people to contribute. So I was like, you know what? Not cool. And 
okay, this is where I'm like, could it be internalized misogyny? Because I have, I know that the the Kardashians are also awful for it, but I don't seem to hate them as much as I hate Taylor for doing it. But I think it's that level of hypocrisy. You don't see any of the Kardashians going on about veganism or climate change. They just don't give a shit. And so they're just all not giving a shit together. Do you not think it's better to do something though? Like to use, even if it is hypocritical, do you not think that it's ethically better to at least use that platform to share information about it and then be a little bit hypocritical rather than just be complicit? Probably. I don't know how I feel about that. I'm just being the white man. Probably yes, but something that is one of my triggers in life generally are people who... um, they have no consistency in their personality. I agree. And I think that is my... That is my problem. So, yeah, she's still advocating for having a private jet. I'm getting to the end of my points I'm enjoying it a lot. (laughs) And then I think she, probably not intentionally, but she showed classism with the whole Midnight's pre-order all five versions of this expensive vinyl and then you'll be in it with a chance, just a chance, not guaranteed, just a chance of getting tickets for my tour, Mm -hmm. my very in-demand tour. So I was like, "Mm, okay. Sus. Obviously, you want sales. Like, fair enough. Do what yeah. you're gonna do, but doesn't sit right with me. And then, because the tickets were so in demand, and this is, I've done research on this. This is Ticketmaster's to blame. Taylor is also to blame. But it was so in demand that they just took off general sale because so many of the tickets went quickly and then went for resale even higher, which they said were bots. But Ticketmaster were also like. Yes, bots are a problem, but at the same time, it's the artist that sets the ticket price and it's the artist that says whether resale is allowed or not. And the fact that Taylor has allowed for resale means they're allowing the opportunity for for that. What what do they call it on Ticketmaster where it's like, when it's more in demand, the price gets higher, this new thing that they're doing. So that happened. And it's just like, you're giving those who pre-ordered that vinyl five times even less of a chance to buy tickets with that. So it's like, there's almost no chance. They've just bought five vinyls and that's it. And those who didn't buy the vinyls, but still like Taylor Swift because they can't afford maybe to buy five vinyls, even less of a chance. And there isn't, I don't know what the solution is really, because she's got to make money. Like the tour is obviously going to cost fucking loads, Mm. but I don't know. It just doesn't sit right with me personally. And then... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and as I've been battling, is it internalized, internalized misogyny? Is it not? I realized, and I think this maybe is a bit internalized misogyny, okay. um, but is sums up everything basically, is that like, she's so heavily criticized and like definitely unfair. But what she seems to do is, and same with Lizzo, for example, she battles that criticism and like makes going against the criticism her personality, rather than actually having a personality. She's like, oh, my personality is now arguing with the press or arguing with this thing or blah 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 and I'm like okay definitely stand up for yourself love that but I just think you can you can have so much more and I'm just not seeing it yeah that's the end of my Taylor Swift rant basically I enjoyed it so do you have any <laughs> do you have any questions I have loads of thoughts I think I think it is really important to think critically about what women do as well as men because Mm -hmm. otherwise we run the risk of actually having an unfair view on the world because as much as we joke that we hate men, joke lol, um, (laughs) 
I do think we need to come at any issue from like a fair and even standpoint. Definitely. So we can't just be like, well, it's internalized misogyny when it's not. Like those are all valid points yeah. as to why you wouldn't like somebody. However, mm-hmm. I do think we have a tendency to hold higher standards for women. Yes. Because we expect better from them. True. And I do think that that information wouldn't be as readily available about all of her fuck-ups if it was a man. So true. Because people look for ways to criticise Taylor Swift. You're right, yeah. Harry Styles probably does similar stuff. Justin Bieber probably does similar stuff. Yeah. And, like, imagine trying to get a ticket to a Justin Bieber concert. Yeah. And people would just be like... It'd be exactly the fucking same, yeah. That's just how it is. Yeah. I think I, I think they're all valid reasons. Yeah. Like, totally. I've got nothing to be oh. like, what about this, though? That's a very interesting point, because it's not internalised misogyny, but is perpetuated. Everything that I know is perpetuated by misogyny. Patriarchy. Exactly. Yeah. And it's the same as, like, like my, my standards for Lizzo are probably subconsciously higher than they would be for Taylor Swift, because she's a black woman. Yeah. And is so vocal about what she thinks is right. So if she slipped up... I'd be like, that's so unlike you, Lizzo. Yeah. But if Justin Bieber slipped up, I'd be like, typical Bieber. Yeah. So we do subconsciously have higher standards, I think. I think when when you said Justin Bieber, I think that um, what immediately came to mind, though, was that Taylor seems to stand for the ordinary person. I know she doesn't, because she's also just, no one will ever be Taylor Swift. But it seems that way, based on her fan base, whereas... I don't get that impression with Justin Bieber fans. The impression I get from them is like really privileged, can afford these tickets, no problem. Whereas, yeah, the Taylor Swift fans that I know are really actually ordinary, nice people. But also, like ultimately, and again, I discussed discussed this with Leonie, is that I just can't relate to Taylor Swift music either. It's mm-hmm. just so like white people problems. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. That's probably why I like her. Yeah, maybe. Um, I think as well, I've always liked Taylor Swift, but I used to be embarrassed about liking Taylor Swift. Oh. So it was kind of the opposite. Like yeah. I would never admit it. I just farted, sorry. Oh, I didn't hear that at all. Oh, well. I'll hold the mic closer. Um, it's like, did you send me that TikTok video of a man, it's a stitch and a man's like... Women who burp after blah blah blah. <laughs> she farts right yeah. into her phone. Oh my god, so good. Um, but I think another thing is all of these big acts, whatever, like stars who have a really loyal, predominantly female fan base. Like Taylor Swift has Swifties. Oh. Justin Bieber is probably all like mainly like young girls. The Belieber. The Beliebers. So I think there's a stigma that is attached to that. But I've always liked Taylor Swift. I think she is very clever with how she markets herself and her music. I personally think she does country pop and folk really well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just find it, she's a good storyteller. And I think people like to sort of, people like to escape when they listen to music. Yeah. And when I was getting the taxi home from Reading the other day <laughs> to Bristol, I listened to All Too Well, the 10 minute version. Taxi. Yeah, from Reading to Fuck Bristol. It cost me so much money, but there were no trains. Oh, how much did it cost you? 200 pounds. Actually, more than that. Wait, did the train company not, oh, did you not pre-book a ticket? Oh, oh no, I did. But oh, I've they should have paid them, for it. Yeah, I've emailed them to oh, get okay, all good, back. good, yeah. Um, yeah, I was just pretending I was in that music video. <laughs> Fair enough. That's actually, a, you make a very valid point because, and I spoke to, I've spoken to Liv and I've spoken to, well, you in the past and my brother about this, which is that for example we were talking about renaissance beyonce's new album me Mm -hmm. and Liv, and Liv was like i just don't think it's that good and i was like what the fuck (laughs) 
<laughs> I was like, it's basically a prog album. There's so much technicality about it. I was like, I was blown away. And Liv was like, well, lyrically, I just don't think it's as advanced as her other albums, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh my God, I don't even know what the lyrics are about, to be honest. And Liv was like, I only pay attention to the lyrics. And I was like, I never pay attention to the lyrics. And then when I spoke to my brother, I was like, how do you listen to music? Are you? And he was like, no. Someone will be like, oh, she wrote about this. And I was like, did they? Yeah. Like me and my brother listen to music in the same way, which is why we always like the same. We have the same favorite songs. We have the, we love very similar artists, but you're, you're appreciating a side of Taylor that I just don't, not because of not wanting to. I just, it's just not something that I pay attention to. Yeah. I think she really drills down into the specificity of certain situations in a really clever way where she'll talk about something and it will feel so specific, but it's vague enough that it can relate to so many people. Yeah. So many people can relate to it. So it's just, yeah, it's very clever lyric writing. Yeah. Even now as like a 20, how old am I? 27 year old who doesn't have a crush on the boy at high school. I can still be like, oh my God, Taylor. (laughs) (laughs) It's me. Yeah. Like there's like that song 15 about when she goes to school, basically. I still, I'm like, yeah, I can relate to this song. Wow. So I just think, yeah, I think the the lyric writing is really clever and she's, yeah, I just think she's an incredible marketer. Yeah. And I've overcome internal misogyny by pretending I used to hate her and now I'm mm. happy to be like, no, she's alright. I'm glad you've overcome. And I try to overcome by trying not to focus on her. Mm. But with this episode, obviously, it was hard to not. Yeah. but No, um, they're all valid points and I yeah. don't think it's internalised misogyny. And I also completely understand if somebody really does like her. Yeah, Like, if someone's like, oh yeah, this, this, like I'm like, what yeah, you like. But I just can't relate personally. What about yours? Okay, so I've gotten over all of my internal misogynies. Good for you. Um, But there is still one woman who I fucking hate. I think I know who it is. There's two. (laughs) The one that I would like to focus on won't make a good episode. Okay. Or a good topic. But the, the person who I hate the most on the planet is Susan Boyle. Oh my cheeky And I know it's a bit niche. Because just Britain's Got Talent. Not in, not in any music scene that we talk about. But... I think this one might be internalised misogyny. Oh my god, okay. Because I just found her so incredibly annoying. And I just just don't think she's that good at singing. So I think I'm holding her to a higher standard. Like, basically, she came on, she wasn't conventionally attractive, and she wasn't young. And so everyone was like, she's gonna be shit. Hilarious, because she's ugly and old. Wasn't even that ugly. No, whatever. 47. And then she sang and everyone was like, oh, she's actually not as bad as we thought she would be yeah. for an old, ugly woman. Yeah. So everyone was just crap mm. to begin with and then got proven wrong. So it was this whole story of like, oh my God, ugly people can sing. Which if you didn't know anyway, you're a fucking wrong Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it yeah. shouldn't have been this massive story of like, oh my God, an ugly old woman can sing. Yeah. Bollocks that that was even a thing. And then, so I was so disappointed with how average her singing was for this like big story that came with it that I found her so annoying that Mm. all of the hype that was around her is this an ageist thing is it because she's not what I would deem to be conventionally attractive is it because she's a woman or is it just because she's really annoying I don't know (sighs) (laughs) I want to say not internalized misogyny only because but I think there is some still in there I think not because if this were to happen to a man, an ugly old man who could sing, you would feel the exact same. I would, yeah. Which is why I don't Probably think internalised. <laughs> which is why I don't think internalised misogyny. However, I think there is a little bit in there because of, like you said, the 
and attractiveness. The <laughs> sorry, Susan. <laughs> you know how fucking ugly she is. <laughs> the the age, but to counteract that, that is Britain's Got Talent's fault for I just don't purposely think it's amazing that she can sing. Well, no, but that's what I mean. And so they've purposely set the bar low, yeah, so that it seems better. And that's that's not Susan's fault. That's Britain's Got Talent's fault. I just can't stand it. So that was the only one I could think of who I hate simply just for who they are. I don't. Um, I don't hate her. Sorry, but I don't. I don't have an opinion of her. My other one is you do know is Lana Del Rey. Yeah, I I know you hate Lana Del Rey. So the reasons I think I don't like her uh-huh. is because I think she glamorizes abuse in a way that Tumblr did. Oh my god, she's so Tumblr. She's so Tumblr. What's the indie sleaze? Indie sleaze. Indie sleaze. Yeah. yeah. And I think again, this might just be high standards because she's a woman, but performances of her live, I'm like what the fuck Mm. you can't sing very well Mm. where i admit i'm wrong is i do like some of her lyrics and i guess some people could find them relatable but for me she's somebody who represents deciding to stay sad and i know that's a really closed-minded thing to say because you can't kind of decide how you feel but i think i just listened to her at a really weird time of my life Mm. where i wanted to be where I thought cool was like things that were really bad for you, like smoking and getting really drunk and snogging boys who were not very nice. I don't know. It's just kind of that. That's what she reminds me of. Yeah. And I don't know whether that's her fault. And I don't know whether that's like the internet using her music for other things. But I just find her feminism very different to mine. And yes. Yeah. She just represents negativity mm. for me. I think that that, it goes back to the Megan Trainer point about Megan's feminism being different to the people that are hating on her. Mm. Megan likes the boundaries. These people who don't like her, who are criticizing her, like the freedom. Mm. Freedom. I am inclined to say internalized misogyny for this one. I am as well. I've written probs internal misog on my notes. <laughs> <laughs> because in terms, well, the performance part is what um, struck me was that do we, and like you said, the highest standard do we care if man isn't as good? No, we don't. We just like, whatever, do whatever the fuck you want. Mm. How interesting. Yeah. I wonder what it is. It's just, I think as well, she does make music that isn't for me. It's very slow. Mm. It's very dull and dreary. Yeah. So that part isn't internalized. No, it's just not for me, but there's something about her that I'm like, I don't like you. Mm, Yeah. (laughs) Interesting. I'm like, why am I taking it so personally that I don't like her music. I wouldn't, I don't do that with many other artists. Yeah. But because I'm like, no, it's your fault that I don't <laughs> like your music. But maybe it is because of that personal connection. Yeah. Even though you don't like it, it's still a connection I feel like to that part of your life. She's doing it to upset me. Yes, yes. It feels personal. Is yeah. this how men feel when they get rejected? Oh my God, yes. Oh my God. I am Piers Morgan and she is Meghan Markle. Oh my good God. I'm sorry, Lana. You've oh, got vendetta bad. against... Lana Del Rey. Well, this is what this pod is for, to overcome our internalised misogyny. Okay, Lana Del Rey, I'm very sorry, and I'm not going to listen to you, but I will stop hating you. What would you do if she tweeted the day after this pod was released and was like, at Just A Girl Pod, I forgive you, Katie. Here are free tickets to my tour. I wouldn't go. (laughs) (laughs) Would you retweet? I would be like, you're an absolute legend. Let's give these to someone who wants to go and can't afford it. Oh, I love that. Because I'm better than her. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> I wouldn't want to waste the ticks. No, oh, no, definitely I've not. Had the worst definitely not. The world. Okay, there are a couple of examples I have of where. Oh no, one I have not overcome. <laughs> I forgot I hadn't overcome this one. Rita Ora. Oh, I forgot about Rita Ora. Do you know what? I've never had a prob. These are. I have two main probs with her. I will never. Oh no, I have three. Down. Sorry. I one. I think she's a huge scrape. She is a scrape. Should we explain what scrape means? Yeah, do you I want think... to explain? Because you're good at explaining. So this is one of my pet peeves, peeps. If you're listening and you do it, actually, pe- people who listen won't do it because yeah. I like all of them. Um, it's when it's basically being over familiar with a situation that you're either not really involved in or weren't there. So if, for example, I was talking to somebody who didn't know Natalie about Natalie, and then they were like, "Oh my god, that's classic Natalie Lamb," I'd be like, "You don't know that." Yes. <laughs> I've got another example of scraping is when you've met my best friend Liv um, yes. once maybe years ago and then oh I thought you were talking to me then I was like I have met Liv yeah. no no okay, just anybody one has met yeah and like fair enough because she is the best but then you're like oh my god I love Liv Dave and you're scraping on the friendship even though you have you're literally acquaintances you don't yeah. know each other classic Classy. people do that about you though what pretend to know me but they always call you Natalie Lamb I fucking hate I that I don't understand it we don't know any other Natalie's and also, what right do you have to call me that? I've never introduced myself as Natalie Lamb. I've said Natalie. I've not said Nat. I've not Nat said Lamb. Nat Lamb. That's what they get a lot. I fucking Nat hate Lamb. Nat Lamb. Do you want to know why? Because it was an email address. No. It's because it was my Snapchat oh. from the ages of 18 to 21. And everybody decided to call me Nat Lamb. Fair enough, because they had me on that Snapchat. That is your fault for having Snapchat at age 21. Yeah, I did I did quit Snapchat quite late on, to be quit fair. <laughs> And then I re-logged in, re-logged in. People are still using it, you know. People we know Who? are still using it. Oh, I love her. I know. Oh, okay. I'll um, but it was a t- it was a name for a time in my life, and that time in my life no longer exists. So stop fucking calling me Nat Lamb. Don't call me Nat. I'm drawing a line. Even if you're my friend, don't call me Nat. Just call me Natalie only, unless you're my mum. So no my more siblings scraping. Call me my Chinese name. So that's what scraping is. Yeah. <laughs> It's trying to like jump in on a situation that you were never involved with in yes. the first place. Don't know anything about. Yeah. Anyway. So she's a huge scrape. Huge scrape. She acts, she has this, I think this isn't, this is actually, this is so internalized. <laughs> <laughs> she acts like she's this monumental artist, that like she's made cultural waves. She, she acts like, what has she done? R.I.P. That song. What else? I'll never let you down. What? Wait, is that her? I don't know, I don't know that song. We're gonna party and bullshit and party and bullshit. I thought that was like Black Eyed Peas. No, that's oh. Rita. I don't know that one. Okay, she's done a few. But she has not had the same impact as, say, Taylor Swift has. Oh, I Taylor... think Rita's bigger than Beyonce. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're right. She's very mid, yes, as the kids would yes, say. Yes, yes, that's such a good way of putting it. Also, not helped by the fact that we had a listener message us once to say, ugh, hate Rita Ora. And then she had a friend, this person had a friend who worked in the music industry and said that apparently Rita Ora said this, not word for word, but the essence of, oh, why don't we do the cute Japanesey thing like all the K-pop stars are? Jesus Christ. Yeah. So that's, I think that one's valid. That hate is valid. But the rest is definitely internalised misogyny. God. But then our girl Gwen was... Loved her oh Harajuku girls, yeah, didn't she? She did. She bloody loved that. Oh God, Gwen. But then is that is that bad of us to assume that that was racist just because she used people from a certain place? 
I think it you was were getting paid and probably consented to it. That's true, but I think but it was like more what it, yes, it. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Um, okay, I I do think the Rita Ora one is internalized misogyny. Yeah, I think so too. I think it's the same ilk as Jesslyn because she is a good singer. She's quite mm. annoying, mm. but is she annoying because of? things that are typically feminine also she is an ick because do you remember when she was like if this gets enough retweets <laughs> i'll release the album early or something and then yes. she was like so i've got hacked yes oh my god i totally forgot this is what i mean she walks around like she's a monumental artist but not enough people are retweeting no her tweets the album. imagine being like that famous and people not retweeting your tweets. She's oh been shadow banned. Has she actually been shadow banned? No, uh, that's true. I was making a reference oh, to it. I see. Earlier. Got it. Got it. Sozzy. <laughs> She's got sixteen point one million followers. That's as much as Bring Me the Horizon. What? Actually, have a look on Bring Me the Horizons. Oh my god, people that I like follow her. Embarrassing. That's nah, so that's embarrassing. Misogyny of me. Teresa Jarvis follows her. Oh, I love that. Richard follows her. As in my Richard friend Richard. Oh, embarrassing. Embarrassing. That's. I'm browsing. Oh, she. Oh, I was gonna say. She oh, she's got her lights hidden. You know, Susie, my old director. Director. Yeah. She used to say that I looked like Rita Ora. You look nothing like I Rita know. Ora. What it was literally fuck? because I had bleach blonde hair. And she was like, "Rita, is that you?" And I was like, "What the fuck are you on about?" <laughs> she's like, "You really look like Rita Ora." And I was like, "No, I don't. I literally am a different race <laughs> to Rita Ora." <laughs> no, that's an insult to you. Oh my god, yeah. Right, my last one, Beyonce. No, I used to not like Beyonce. Now, so I used to like her back in Destiny's Child days and her early, her early (laughs) album days. What? No, I'm just excited to give you my (laughs) counterpoint (laughs) because I'm gonna get crucified. I oh okay. Used to like her back in Destiny's Child. I liked her humble beginning days when she was like releasing Check on It, Um, 2006 basically. Yeah, loved. But then she started doing more pop inclined songs rather than R and B and probably internalized misogyny. Actually, I was like, you know what? Not into this. Sell out. I was also like. People are calling her Queen Bee. It's all getting to her head. Blah, blah, blah. Arslicky. Yeah, so arslicky. And then I just stopped paying attention to her. And when people would bang on about like Lemonade or the Homecoming documentary, I was like, don't care, don't care, don't care. Just trying to ignore it rather than be like, I hate Beyonce. Also, because I knew similarly I would get crucified for my opinion. And then I listened to Renaissance because I was like, well, I'm obviously going to listen to a huge album that's come out and see if it's any good. And I was fucking blown away because in my opinion, it's the most like, uh, it's not that avant-garde, but the most avant-garde stuff that she's done, as well as the most technically advanced stuff that she's done. It has a lot of Afrobeat, it has R&B, it's got the pop. Um, I think it's like a really diverse album. She's written prog songs, for God's sake. Um, So I'm like, wow, amazing. Love Beyonce. And then over Christmas, me and my brother watched the Homecoming documentary and I was like, oh my God, she is a visionary. And now I, I, I love Beyonce. I don't even like her or have no opinion. I love Beyonce. <laughs> so defo 180'd, but hopefully have overcome my internalized misogyny. Oh, that's so good. I think she's um a true genius. She is. As people would say. Yeah. However. Oh. <laughs> I find it really boring. <laughs> okay, I can you know what fair. Yeah, I think I've I don't appreciate technicality as much as you do mm. and i can't relate to lyrics i like dancing to some of her songs oh yeah fair but i think where what i lack in just understanding of the technicality of it i'm missing i'm not appreciating it enough so far i do think renaissance is a really good album i think it flows really well like the songs yes. into each other flow amazingly 
I like Break My Soul. Sorry, Natalie. It's my favourite <laughs> song on the album, apart from Cuff It. Um, but yeah, I just, I don't think I'll ever be committed enough to get into Beyonce. Understand. Because there's so, like she, uh, Wasan Shire, who's my favourite poet, worked with her on Lemonade and did the poetry, did some of the poetry for it. And so obviously I was like, oh my God, this is, this is amazing. Still didn't care enough to l- look into it that much. Oh, and like, fair. I've seen more Sunshine live and yeah. I love her. Yeah. Um, she gets really sick of it though. Cause everyone's just like, how's Beyonce? And she's like, I'm my own person. Yeah. Um, fair enough. But yeah, I just think it feels like a commitment to me to appreciate the genius of Beyonce. And I it can't is. be bothered. You're right. It is. And it's either you do it or something clicks like it did with me, where it just clicked and I was like, oh my God, I get Beyonce And now, now. you want to do it. Yeah, mm. exactly. And I do think Lemonade, I, I'm a Lemonade gal. I think it was a great album. But I just, as well, like, I, I don't like, again, <laughs> I'm probably going to get cancelled for this. I don't like the whole, I love you more than the people you're cheating on, you, on me love you. Wait, say that again. So, you know... Like, she's got that song Hold Up, where it's yeah. like, they don't love you like I love you. Oh, yeah. Like, I don't like that you're empowering yourself through how much you love I someone. I see what you're saying. I get that it's a powerful... I do get why it's a powerful stance. Like, I'm the best woman because of how much I love you and all of these other reasons. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm like, don't let him know that you love him. <laughs> I... Maybe it's mature and I don't get it. I think it just, again, goes back to the Megan Trainer stuff. Mm. The, who else did we talk about that had different, Lana Del Rey. Mm. She just has a different view of how to be as a woman yeah. than you do. And same yeah. with me and Taylor Swift, which is why I can't relate to her music. Yeah, Beyonce's very, like, loyal to her man yeah. in, like, intimate ways. Definitely. I feel like a lot of her music is about, like, being, like, a good lover, a good partner. Defo. In like loads of different ways. Yeah. So maybe I'm just not quite ready to be that type of partner. Yeah. And you I piss me off, you're out the door, mate. I don't pay attention to the lyrics, so well. Don't know what the fuck Beyonce's on about. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, cool. Jay Z, that's it. Oh yeah, true, true. Oh <laughs> uh, the homecoming docu was incredible. They didn't Jay-Z on stage. Shag Rutorora? Or is that a lie? Travis Barker shagged Rutorora at one point. I didn't say that though. I said Jay Z. Yeah, I know, but I was like, oh, maybe you're thinking about Travis Barker. No, I'm thinking about <laughs> right. the. There was a rumor that Beyonce, Rita Ora, and Jay Z had a threesome. Oh, go on. Oh, go off. Any other people that you hate that you want challenged on? I would just like to reiterate my hatred for Susan Boyle. I think you're being unjust, Katie. <laughs> so annoying she's just an old woman although you can tell so like, she's definitely gonna like die one day and all the nation's gonna be like oh the nation's sweetheart Natural, and then everyone will be like how do you feel now Katie are you happy and I'll be like do you know what no I'm not gonna say yeah that's me are you gonna say something about the queen no I was gonna say do you know what I am happy but I wouldn't be happy if oh, someone right, died everyone dies though everybody's dying and na 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 what are you saying do 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 is that your husband? Um, is it like Coldplay or Snow Patrol or something? Everybody's changing and I don't feel the same. So little time. Oh yeah. Keep going. Try to understand that I'm... I try and stay awake just to stay in the game. I try to stay awake and remember my name. Don't be busy, man. That's so well.
Oh, right. The end.